What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, uh, well, it's early Friday, uh, March 30th, 2018, and you guys listening to episode 350. How the hell is everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well in between shows. Um, Got a great show for you uh, today. Want to talk about a lot of stuff. I got this new microphone. I'm trying to adjust the the uh, volume because I can sit so far away from this thing. That's the craziest thing. I could sit so far away and it sounds good or at least, you know, it sounds loud. So I don't even have to talk loud. I could just talk and you guys are uh, picking it up. So uh, yeah, got a movie I want to talk about, uh, some sports. The Yankee uh, season opener started yesterday. So I definitely want to talk about that. And um, I'm trying to see if I could put the volume down because this is nuts. Like, I feel like I got to talk far away from this fucking thing. Um, it's like, yeah, it's pretty nuts and intense how I could just like, I feel like if I whisper this show, you guys, <laughs> you guys will get it. But um, yeah, of course, my unacceptable, your guy's unacceptable. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about the Roseanne premiere which everybody seems to be going crazy about. So we'll talk about that. Um, what else? Oh, oh yeah. The uh, the crazy soap opera that is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, will he be a giant? Will he not be a giant? Will he stop fucking dancing, everybody? That's the question that I have. Can the guy stop dancing? Um, it's getting It's almost getting embarrassing at this point. So I will talk about that. Um... The uh, Verzi Effect Podcast. Let me just make sure I have all of your guys. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. All right. So, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, I think the levels are good. I think everything seems to be sounding good. I hope hope it's not too loud for you guys. If it is, I'll try to adjust it a little bit. No, I think we're good. Um, I think it sounds okay. If it's too loud, just let me know next time. And this will be a wasted hour. <laughs> no, that's the worst, dude. Nothing is worse than doing the podcast. Because I did the podcast. Um, I did the podcast like last week or something. I did an hour and I had to waste it. And then I did it again. And nothing is more frustrating when you get into a flow and you feel like, oh man, this is, you know, this is good. I got something to say. I was in a rhythm. And then it's just... You know, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, that didn't work at all. So I'm going to just check these sounds, make sure everything sounds all right. Okay. All right. Anyway, here we go. Enjoy the show. This is TVE 350 away, guys. It's actually a pretty big deal, pretty big show uh, to be doing this that many times, uh, 350 times today. So that's pretty nuts, and um, I am 50 away from 400, which is insane, so thank you all. I don't know how long you've all been aboard for the Verzi effect. I don't know if you've been there for all 350 or if you've been there for 100 or 50 or however long you've been there. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I do it for you guys. Uh, (laughs) um, So sit back, relax, and enjoy uh, 350. And uh, Verzi Effect, guys, Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by All Things Comedy. How about that? 
All Things Comedy and the special is coming soon, everybody. It's coming to a TV near you or a, a tablet near you or a phone near you. Um, I got some news that, uh, yeah, you guys <clears throat> you guys will be seeing this thing and uh, the announcement's coming very, very soon. So thank you for your patience. But a lot of things go into a special. A lot of things with editing, a lot of things with networks, all types of shit, a lot of moving parts, directors, producers, managers, agents, television, all kinds of shit, but it's coming out, and All Things Comedy did it. They also have an amazing um, TV lineup now. They're doing a cooking show. They got this um, cooking show with Burt uh, Kreischer, who just had Whitney Cummings and Michael Rappaport on the show. They're cooking up some food over there. They got the poker show. They got all the podcasts. They got albums, all that stuff. So check them out. Uh, I got some other new sponsors coming to the show, guys. I hope you're keeping your balls powdered with Chassis, um, uh, City Living Dog, and Coach Mike. You know, uh, he's doing great things with those dogs. I saw a Facebook Live video. Check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike. And um, everybody who has supported the show, and we're going to have some more sponsors coming too. Um, but let's get into some stuff here, all right? I want to get into some stuff here on uh, episode 350 that I kind of touched on a little bit. Um, on uh, oh, by the way, thank you to the uh, subscribers for the Patreon. We got a couple new subscribers for Patreon. I did a part one of Patreon uh, this week, and um, there'll be a part two. Um, very soon with more interviews coming. So I think there's been five or six, something like that, five or six already in March. And um, there's two more days in March. I don't know if I'm going to get another one out there, but there's going to be four to eight every month extras. Some will be quick, some will be whatever, but it's um, you're definitely going to get more content. And like I said on the last podcast, it is $3 across the board. All right? So you don't have to, there's no tiers anymore. There's no $10, $20, $5, three bucks. Everything I do, anything I do extra, you guys will get. And like I said, um, we have amazing interviews with Joe Bartnick, uh, a bunch with Bobby Kelly, even a video podcast, an hour video with Bobby Kelly, uh, Bill Burr, um, Tim Dillon, Robbie Slovic, Marty Caproni, a bunch of uh, great guys, great comedians. And um, yes, Paul, when are you going to have some female comics on? Actually working on that. Um have some uh, funny ones uh, that I'm going to be talking to too. So thank you guys across the board, $3 a month, and you'll get more TVE. Um, Want to talk about this Roseanne premiere. Now, I'm not a big sitcom watcher. I don't watch sitcoms a lot. I did not watch the, um, I did not watch the show, okay? But I got a lot of feedback from it. I heard a lot of things about it. And everything that I heard was the premiere was great. It was, I mean, I think like 20 plus million people tuned in to ABC during that time slot to watch the uh, Roseanne premiere. And I heard that they did tackle some issues um, like Trump, you know, and they talked about it in both a pro and a, and a non, you know, a, a for and against Trump type of way. And I heard that they did it great. And I heard that it got America talking. And of course, there's people who are upset about it. There's people that want to not watch it or support it because Roseanne Barr supports Donald Trump. And that is just the exact problem that I, I, I don't understand. It's like they're doing a show, and just like everybody in your family, 
It doesn't have to be who wins in politics. It's just somebody you love may happen to agree with something politically that you completely disagree with. And that's fine. That's family. That's life. That's just how it goes. So the fact that like this show does a good job, it seems like they they really, you know, put together something that, that was good. And now listen, I know you're probably saying, well, Paul, you didn't watch it. No, I just watch little bits and clips of it and this and that. But I know that the cast members love each other yet have very different uh, political views. And I just felt that hearing the the scrutiny like when when that many people watch it and say that they like it because the reviews are great the few people that don't like it are looking for something because they don't agree with Roseanne supporting the president and I feel like and maybe I'm wrong but this is the problem and this is what bothers me okay I feel like these fucking people certain people would rather win okay they want the win over the good. And what I mean by saying that is they want, you know, well, look, I told you this was going to happen. Look, and this happened, and I, I told you this and that, and, and you guys are wrong, and, and our group is right. And they would rather that than actually understanding that life doesn't work that way and there does need to be a, a, a understanding. That's all, just an understanding. And people can like something um, you know, that I'm trying to think, like, there are a lot of things that I like that the person who did it is very, very far left or very, very far right. You know, and I'm just like, hey, I like that product. Or, you know, if a sneaker brand, I have to tell you right now, if Nike or Jordan or all this stuff were like, yeah, you know, we don't really give a fuck about kittens, I'm still going to get a pair of Jordans. You know, like I'll be like, listen, I like cats. You know, you know, this company is really, <laughs> this company is really not into cats. Um, I don't give a shit because I like uh, the sneaker, and you know, that's that's it. Like I don't care. You know, now I'm not saying you know, advocating or, or promoting something that's like really evil or bad. I'm just talking about something that's a different opinion than mine, and the fact that that's going on just lets you show, let let you know. And I'll just keep it at that. People want to the win over the good, you know. I really believe in my heart. As sad as this is to say, I believe that politicians and for political reasons, people like the mass shootings. Certain people because it gets a point across. So it's like. They use it and they abuse it and they keep talking about it and harping on it and then saying, see, you need this. Now, I'm not saying change doesn't need to be made, but I just think some of those people need to ask themselves a question. Would you rather have had that not happen and not get your law changed? You know, um, would you rather it not happen and you're not on a cover of a magazine or getting interviewed or all that? You know, what are your intentions? I think a lot of people suck, and I think a lot of people are narcissistic. I think a lot of people like being in the news. I think a lot of people like the fame and the celebrity, and um, if that means awful shit going down to help their cause, then I believe that, you know? As shitty as that is to say, and I don't think everybody thinks like that, but I think some people do, Um, you know? So I'll just leave it at that, but I just think if a show is good, if an athlete is good, if a game is good, if a product is good, all of that, all those different things, if that's the way that it is, what does it matter if the person that runs it or works there happens to disagree with you politically? 
That is such a baby ass, stupid fucking shame on you thing to do. And um, I think actually Roseanne coming back out and having cast members on that show who were very, very anti this administration and then having the star of the show be pro this administration and them being able to coexist, I think it's healthy and I think it's fucking needed in today's world. I really do. I think it's needed and I think the more of that. And I think that uh, something good will come from all of this. I do. I think that, uh, you know, you need this. Unfortunately, you need this. It, things need to get so divided before people could see eye to eye again. And I think it's going to come and make a turn like it did back in the day when 80% of the country believed in a president. You know, I think that it can get to that point again. I'm pos- This is a positive podcast. And for anybody that's all fucking like, nah, I never watched that show. How could she? Shut the fuck up. You dope. Um, all right, guys, here is my unacceptable. I can't handle this, all right? There has been a lot, a lot of speculation right now in the news about the New York football giants, star wide receiver, one of the most talented wide receivers I've ever seen, um, Odell Beckham Jr., okay? Um, but this is the problem with this guy, all right? You are in the final year of your rookie contract, meaning you are about to make hundreds of millions of dollars. You are about to change you and your family, generations of your family, okay? Generations of your family for many, 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 many years to come, okay? Well, if you get 150 to $200 million and your family takes care of that money right, you're talking about your great, great grandkids being okay if you're smart, okay? At least your grandkids, great grandkids, whatever, all right? Odell Beckham Jr., fine. The blonde hair, the tattoos, the, you know, maybe a little selfish on the field, a little bit of a diva. I think I could live with that. Every fucking team lives with that. That's just what it is. You know, that's that's what a a, uh, a star, uh, you know, uh, wide receiver is, right? Here's the problem. When you know what's on the fucking line, okay? I'm, I'm trying not to be loud here, all right? Because I, I don't know when these, um, I got cleaning ladies coming here. And the last thing I want to be doing is screaming into a mic, <laughs> screaming into a microphone as these like Latino women come in. They're going to be afraid, like, should we go? Um... You know, I just don't understand when that's on the line, all right, all that money, and you're putting a video out of you and some model or some whatever it was, hooker, whore, whatever, holding a blunt of marijuana and then seeing a white substance which resembles cocaine in a seven-second video, okay, a seven-second video which can ultimately cost you millions of fucking dollars, you absolute moron, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, and then, good for the Giants owner. Good, for, You know what, ever since they, the, the Giants organization made this mistake with Eli Manning, they've rectified it then some. They, they've got this new GM, Gettleman, who does not play around at all. And you could tell he doesn't want him on the team. He doesn't want to deal with it. And Mara said, look, nobody's untouchable. They're like, oh, you'd never get rid of him. Well, look, we were 3-13 and 13 last year. Nobody's untouchable. That's a blatant clear message to this wide receiver saying get your shit together and then what does he do he does another video and it's an innocent one he's he's not you know laying down to but he's just dancing in his driveway like a moron he's like dancing like a drunken idiot 
and I know it's fun loving and I know it's all in good fun and I know, but it's like, wouldn't you just, how about this? How about you turn the fucking music off? How about you go, you call up the GM, you call up the owner, you say, look, man, I want to be a giant. I made a mistake. I'm being immature. I'm sorry. I want to be a giant for life. I want to get that big contract. I want to bring a championship to New York. I'm ready to rock and roll. We had a shitty season last year. I got hurt. I'm better now. All of this stuff, I promise you, is going to be behind me. You're not going to see these stupid things anymore. Let's rock and roll. How about doing that, you fucking idiot? Instead of, you know, doing all this shit, laying down, you know, doing stupid videos, acting like this. It's almost like when Stefan Marbury was out of the NBA and he was making videos crying eating Vaseline and shit. Like, remember that shit? He was just like putting on like R&B records and he was crying and he was taking scoops of Vaseline and eating it, saying it was good for your throat. You know, just a guy lost his mind before he went to China. It's like Odell seems like he's, it's like one thing away from just losing it. He does. It seems like he's just one, just like one big, you know, one incident away from just losing it. It's like I've never seen anything like this before. You're about to get paid by the New York Giants like fucking like the most money ever. Like what are you doing? And now the Giants put a statement. Guys, make no mistake about this. All right. And if you're, I'm sorry if you guys aren't into the sports talk, whatever. But this is a big deal going on in New York right now. This is a big deal going on in the NFL. And as a Giant fan, I got to talk about it. Um, you know, with the Giants coming out saying, hey, you know, we'll only trade him for two first round picks. That's a message. That's basically saying, look, we're not saying anybody's going to give us two picks. However, if that was on the table, we'll answer the phone and discuss it. And the fact that that's even come to that, the fact that that is even something that's a possibility just goes to show the immaturity level of this um, wide receiver. I almost said young man. I can't believe it because every time I watched football growing up, I was always younger than the people I admired and I was or, or always the same age. And now that I'm in my late 30s, I'm talking about a 25-year-old or 26-year-old and I'm calling him young man. Jesus, life goes by. I'm getting old, people. Uh, but yeah, so um, I, I just I think it's 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 my unacceptable this week. I think it's completely ridiculous, and I just think it's ignorant. And you would think a guy whose father was an athlete, you would think a guy whose mother is a track star Olympian, you would just think that they'd sit down and be like, "Look, dude, you have an incredible opportunity here, and we're watching you fuck this up. Like we're watching all these stupid things. How are you gonna take a video of somebody hold like cocaine? Like, are you doing it for attention? Think about that for a second. Think about if I was about. Let me tell you people something. All right, let me tell you people something right fucking now. If I, me, Paul Bursey, was about to get a hundred and fifty million dollar contract in comedy. Okay, if let, let's just say, God willing, a movie, a movie studio, or something, or or a, you know somebody wanted to sign me to a five or six special deal over the next ten years, and they were going to give me, I'll even be conservative. Uh, I'll be conservative. They said they were going to give me twenty million dollars. Okay, for me to put out specials like the next ten years. Do you people think for one, you wouldn't? I would be in a cave waiting for that fucking paperwork to be signed. I would just be sitting there not making a peep. 
you know, and, and this guy has got a video out with marijuana and drugs sitting there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And you know something, as, as much as I hate to say this, and as much as I would hate to see such an unbelievable talent like that go, um, and shout out to Giannis Papas who said from two years ago, he's a head case, he's going to drop passes, which he did in his only playoff game, said he's something's wrong, I'm watching his Instagram, this guy's out of his mind. You know what, if Odell went, good, good riddance, as Giannis says. Uh, honestly, it's just too much now. Because A, if you're that dumb to do stuff like that off the field, then that means you're going to make a big mental mistake on the field, like a 15-yard penalty in a big game. I saw him basically win a game against the Ravens when I went to the game with my son. And uh, he won a game at the end, but then he took his helmet off and threw it, and it was a 15-yard, and he didn't even care because he's so fucking selfish. You know, not to mention taking his shirt off on the boat in Miami before the playoff game uh, and then goes and drops all those passes in the playoff game. Just seems just young, immature, and you know what? Maybe getting somebody in there to replace him that's got their shit together. And I like Odell, and I don't think Odell's a bad guy. I just think he's foolish, and I don't think he sees what he's doing. And I think one day, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, he's going to look back at all these videos and look back at everything he did and go, what the fuck was I doing? What did I do? I really believe that. Um, all right, so that's my unacceptable. I don't mean to harp on it. It's just a little annoying. Um, so let's go to, let's see. Oh, this is a quick turnaround, so there's not going to be many. There's not going to be many um, unacceptables on this. But uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from Evan, and Evan says, MTA cops. Hey, Paul, been a while, but something happened this morning that I had to rant about. Around 7.45 this morning, I'm heading to Penn Station to go to work when I see this fucking psycho just attacking people with a giant plastic garbage bag uh, full of cans and bottles on 35th Street and 7th. He nailed one chick right in the face. He was also yelling at people saying, I will kill you if you fuck with me. Now living in the city, I see some pretty fucked up shit like people shitting on the subway has literally happened to me twice. But typically, I just brush it off as disgusting, um, uh, uh, unusual, uh, uh, I'm sorry, as disgusting, usually it's uh, not threatening. This time, I had to find a cop. So 90 seconds later, I'm at Penn Station and I approach two guys who looked like cops. I tell them what I saw and they fucking say to me, we're MTA cops, that's not our jurisdiction. Uh, they then go to me, you should have called 911. Uh, think of the logic it takes you five minutes to walk over here and tell us uh, when you could have just got on the phone. Wow. And I'm like, seriously? Holy shit, they said that to you, dude? They said the time that you came over here to get us? Oh my God. I don't understand why I'm literally debating time with you guys when there is <laughs> literally a psycho uh, a block away attacking and threatening people. It took me 90 seconds to walk over here and tell you. Uh, I'm not asking you to personally do something about it, but I figured at least you can radio it in. Uh, and honestly, I think I skipped the step uh, coming straight to you than taking the time to call 911. They then radioed it in and I walked away, but I literally walked away stunned. I agree with you, dude. I think that's fucking ridiculous and unacceptable. Uh, we were like, how are these people doing that? 
Uh, we were arguing for a good two to three minutes when they could have just radioed it in uh, right when I told them. Uh, over, uh, over and done. I've never seen two people try so hard to not do their jobs. I have the most utmost. Uh, I have the most. I have the utmost respect uh, for cops. Their jobs are tough as shit. But as New York slogan goes, "See something, say something." So I did. It is fucking and utterly unacceptable that these rent-a-cops literally took time to debate my actions instead of immediately calling it in. Uh, typically, I try to be funny with these posts, but this was just baffling. Throw these, <laughs> throw these lazy fucks in county jail uh, with some of those those psychos, dude. That, okay, that Evan is a great, great unacceptable, and and very very fucking unacceptable. The fact that these lazy dudes are probably sitting there talking about fucking some stupid movie or video game or just being lazy, not giving a shit at all. And you give them a, you tell them that there's a, that there's an attack going on. Somebody's hitting people. You saw a woman get hit in the face. A guy's screaming. Lord knows how much that can escalate. And these lazy pieces of shit who should be, who should be, they shouldn't even be cleaning dog piss at a fucking kennel in Jersey. I don't know. Sorry, Jersey. I just, I just, I just pictured sweeping up or mopping up piss in Sea Caucus as I said that. Um, but I'd give you Syracuse too. I'll give you certain parts of Western New York, which are trash. Um, <laughs> but uh, sorry, Jersey listeners. Like, what the fuck, Paul? You were talking about MTA cops in New York, and now it's pissing, uh, cleaning piss in, at a vet in Jersey? No, that is, um, yeah. And that just goes to show you, dude, think about that. Think about that, that those guys, like, could try to, like, better their jobs or, like, get promoted at the MTA or, like, actually go out and do something, and then their boss or their superiors, whoever, the higher-ups in, in their, you know, in their job, go, hey, man, that was really good, man, I'm going to make a note of that. And then they go home feeling good that they did something. You go home feeling good that you were a good Samaritan and you fucking, you know, brought the attention to somebody that, that you know, you brought attention that something's going on. No, but why would they do that? What could No, because they're probably talking about the next superhero movie that's going to come out. Evan, that's what they care about. They don't want to be bothered with some lunatic, you know, throwing bags and stuff. They want to blame you. That's the fucking funniest part. They're trying to blame you. You know, with the time you came over here, why don't you just call nine one one? I don't know, because I'm I'm I. What am I gonna do? Call nine one one. By the time that happens, like you're right here, you have a radio, like do something. Excellent, unacceptable, and one of the most unacceptables. You know, you know what's funny? I wonder what they would do, Evan, if you said that they um, the guy had more than a bag of uh, bottles. You know. What what if the guy had a knife? What if the guy was you know had a little billy club and he's hitting people? What if a guy's running around with a crowbar or a hammer? Are they still going to go? Well, why didn't you you know instead of sprinting and trying to do their job instead of blaming somebody? A million people probably walked by and saw that. You know all these people in New York City and you were the one to say, "Hey man, I'm not going to just let people get smacked in the face with these bottles from this lunatic." I was outside of um I was outside one night we walked out of a Ranger game. It was me, my buddy, a couple. It was just a pack of us. And this black dude just is just scoping me through this whole pack. And he's like, yeah, you're going to do something, man? What, you think you're big? And he's just talking to himself but looking at me. 
And everybody got scared. And he's like, yeah, you think what? Well, I see you. You think you got And he's just talking all kinds of shit. And he's like, you think I'm afraid of the police? And like everybody literally, and I started just walking away from the guy. And everybody thought this guy was going to pull out a knife or a gun and stab me, including me. Like I was like, wow, man, things could get really crazy for me right now. Like this is really scary. And uh, he starts following me as I walk past him. He's like, yeah, you think you're big, man? You think you're big? And he's just saying all kinds of shit to me. He's like, yeah, you got little man complex? I see it. Don't think I'm afraid of it. And like I think because at the time I was like a little bigger up top. Like I was, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm only five foot eight. Well, five nine with the with the, with the Air Max. I'm like five nine and a half. All right. I'm and I'm and I'm taking that inch and a half. But like you know, maybe I was a little in better shape or like bigger up top. So maybe this guy. I don't know what it was, but this I'm, I'll never forget. I almost remember his face a little bit as I'm saying this. But he's a black dude, not much taller than me, and he was just as a crowd of people are walking. He just spotted me, and wanted some bad thing to happen. And he's like, you think I'm afraid of the fucking cops? I'm not afraid of the cops. You want to do this right? And he's just, and people are just like, Paul, get out of here. Paul, get out of here. And it was really, it was scary. It was weird. It put me in a position where I'm like, do I punch this guy in the face and start running? Do I have to fight this guy? You know, like, is this guy just looking, like, is this guy crazy and just looking to, to hurt somebody? He's going to pull out a knife and, or a blade and stab me or something. It was really fucked up. And another time something like this happened, um, another time was I was um, on a subway down by Bowling Green. I was down by Wall Street when I worked down there for a, a firm that I was recruiting for. And I'm on, the, I'm on the subway by myself and I'm just holding on to the thing waiting for my stop. And there's this older grizzled, grizzled looking red face alcoholic probably late 50s early 60s guy vet i think he was like an old vet maybe and he just was not there you know when you look in somebody's eyes and they're just looking away but he wasn't there and he's going he's going um yeah what are you gonna do with that pen because i had a pen because i would write orders or whatever and he goes yeah you're gonna what do you think i'm afraid of a pen I fucking, I'll pull out an M16. What do you think? You think I'm afraid of terrorists? I'll kill any terrorists. What are you, you going to do with that pen? Are you going to do something with that pen? And he's just staring at me. And I'm not making eye contact with him. And I'm just looking out the window. But at the same time, I got to look at this fucking, um, I got to look at this guy like with one eye just every once in a while. Because I don't know if this guy's coming up. And he's like, yeah, hey, what do you think? I'm afraid of a pen. I fucking, I'm not afraid of terrorists. I pull out an AK-47 something. He just started saying shit. And again, I'm in that like fight or flight like readiness, but I'm now different than that Madison Square Garden incident. I'm in a situation where like I'm in a fucking metal tube with this guy and the thing is going pretty fast and I'm waiting for a stop to get off. And I'll just get off at the next one or wait to see if he gets off and then I'll get the next subway. I just need this lunatic away from me, you know, and uh he was, he was like looking at me, but not looking at me, but talking about everything that I was doing out loud in a very threatening way. And that shit happens in New York, you know? Um, and you would think, here's the other thing. How about the MTA put somebody on a fucking train? How many fights do you have to see? Do you know what I mean? Like you have to see all of these fights um, on trains and it's always somebody who p pulled out their iPhone and they're recording it and then they upload it to, to social media or YouTube and it's people getting knocked out, people drunk, other people just sitting on the subway. First of all, that's why, because fucking most people that take public transportation are fucking animals 
Actually, let me let me reverse that. Most people that take public transportation aren't animals, but they have to deal with animals the most. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, a lot of times it's great, it's quick, I get that. But with the people that you do have to deal with, taking a shit on the thing, like Evan mentioned, taking a piss, you know, I've talked to, you know, I've many female comedians talk on stage about being on the subway, a guy staring at them and they're jerking off under their pants on the fucking subway. That happens all the time. There's fucking animals out there. Okay. So these people are jerking off, pissing, shitting, fighting, threatening, and all that stuff. How about putting an MTA worker on instead of them ignoring shit when a good Samaritan comes up and says something and then ridicules that good Samaritan for 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 not taking the initiative and, and to do their job? You know, that's uh, that's really ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, what I think is um, that the MTA sucks. I think it. I think the fact that these fights still go on there. You can go to YouTube. Anybody listening to this right now, you could go to fucking YouTube right now and just put like subway fight, subway guys shitting, subway, and you're gonna see the most vile, disgusting. And that's the shit about New York that gets a better. New York is the shit. New York is one of the best places on earth. And what gives it a bad name and what gives it this is there's not enough. You know. Hire some couple. You say what you want about Mayor Giuliani when he was in. When Mayor Giuliani was there, there was so many more cops. There was so much less crime. It was ridiculous. That guy fucking ran it right. He employed more cops. He fucking had. There was. I mean, it was nuts. It was nuts. I remember being down the city during those times. There was a cop everywhere. Crime was lower than it has ever been in the history of New York City under that man. Look that up. That's a fact. Unless they're lying about the numbers. But from what I've seen, that's a fact. And I know people that don't like Giuliani who are like, no, he really cleaned up crime and all that shit. Now, I'm not saying shitting on a subway is a crime. But actually, yeah, it probably is. (laughs) But how about... Every subway has one or two MTA people walking up and down it. There you go. They get overtime. They make more money. The city stays cleaner and safer. There you go. How about doing that shit? You know? How about having more people outside the subway? How about, you know, you know, when you see somebody smashing bottles saying, don't fuck with me, somebody can take that fucking guy down. How about doing that? You know, all right, I'm, I'm going to get started because this is like, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. And then some guy gets shot in his backyard 15 times in his own fucking backyard, father of two, because cops thought he was holding a gun and he had a cell phone in his hand. It's fucking ridiculous. It's just ass backwards and ridiculous. Oh, guys, I don't want to get fired up here. We're having a nice time. We're having a nice discussion. Talk about whacking off on a subway, you know, crazy people. But, yeah, th- those are two really... Um, True stories about me being threatened and feeling threatened like that, um, which was really, um, think about that. As Has anybody, think about the scariest situation. I remember Dan Soder's got a story. Dan Soder, comedian, very hilarious comedian, Dan Soder. He's got a story where he was like hogtied and like put down it like in like execution style with a gun to his head when he was in college and he thought he was going to get killed. And I never came anything close to that. I just came... Um, one time I was um, one time I was drinking heavily at a party in high school and some like Albanian guy was out on a deck. He was older. I was like I was like 17, 18. 
something like that, maybe 17, 18 years old. Some guy probably in his mid-20s was outside or maybe even like 30 was outside talking to a girl on a deck fighting. And I was just talking to my buddy. Guy just walked in. I just looked over at him as he was passing to go to the front door and leave. And he just goes, what are you looking at? And just punched me in the face. And I kind of like went down and I just blacked out because I was drinking anyway. And then I just remember a big scramble and people running after him and all kinds of shit like that. And uh, yeah, that was really scary too. Trying to think if there was any other ones. Yeah, this has become the podcast of of awful, scary memories. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, shit like that. You got to be... You got to be ready. You know, you got to be prepared. And then it makes you think this. And then the gun thing comes back into it where you're like, wow, if you have a carrier license in like Utah or you have a carrier license in Texas and you leave a game and somebody is like, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? And you're just like, dude, I got a pistol on me. I'll fucking kill you. Then they won't do it. But it's like then you just can't have random people walking around with guns and have it be the Wild West. You just can't win. You can't win. You just got to hope. You know what it comes down to? Parent your pe- parent parent right. Parent your children right and hope for the best. What's scary is when you parent your kids right and your kids go out there in the world uh, prepared, smart, intelligent, um, raised well, not everybody else has. And then they have to deal with that shit. And then you're dealing with the lowest people out there with some of the best people. And, uh, you know, so... Anyway, that was a crazy rant after Evan's thing, but that really upset me. Thank you so much for that. Was perfect. That was like that's an exact example of what an unacceptable is. Um, we're okay. We're thirty thirty seven minutes into the podcast. We talked about Rosie. Oh, so here's something that happened. To everybody, remember I told you guys a story about Lloyd, where. Lloyd got out to the neighbor's. Of course, I was away. Lloyd got to the neighbor's dog, and there was a big fight. So we hadn't talked to our neighbors yet. And my wife is like, man, bring a bottle of wine over there, this and that. And my neighbors are so cool to the left. The, the neighbors to the left are like, if honestly, like if they caught me like like digging a hole to bury a body in their backyard, he'd be like, Paul, do you mind? Can you just maybe put it in your yard? I'm just, you know, I won't say anything. Like that's how cool. They're just the best. They really are the best. Like during my... um fireworks display instead of calling the cops he put his feet up on his deck and enjoyed the show and he didn't care about debris falling anywhere that's how cool this neighbor is but we haven't talked since the dog incident so he uh walks down to me um he walks down towards the the driveway yesterday and he was like uh hey paul he's like listen i'm just coming over here as a friend not to complain and i'm going oh god and he goes listen i just want to let you know he goes, Lloyd and our dog got into it. He goes, I think your wife and, you know, your sister-in-law. And I said, no, no, it was my sister. I heard. I said, I'm so sorry. And he goes, no, 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 please understand. This is how cool my neighbors. He goes, no, 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 please understand. I'm not coming here to complain, okay? I'm not coming here to complain. I'm coming here as a friend. He goes, you have to watch your dog with other dogs. He goes, because I used to have a dog like that. And he goes, seriously. And he wasn't. He wasn't being passive aggressive. Like, I'm able to read shit like that really well. He was being dead serious. He was just like, look, man, I'm being serious with you. Like, this is the problem. Your dog, but, you know, and everything. And he's like, and then he's like, you know, he he got so crazy and he wouldn't let up. He goes to my son, Tommy, had to kind of throw him. 
and like push him aside. And I'm like, that's okay. And then he just wanted to be honest with me because remember I mentioned that like somebody said, oh, he kicked him. So again, my neighbor was cool. He goes, listen, he goes, and after he kind of threw him, Lloyd kept coming back and he goes, and then Tommy kind of had to kick your dog. He had to kick Lloyd because Lloyd just kept going. He goes, and then after he kicked him, he kind of calmed down. He's like, but I'm just, you know, and he's like, I just had to tell you that and everything. And I was like, look, Tom, I really appreciate it, man. You're, you know, you're the best. He goes, you know me, dude. I'm like, so dude, you're the best. You're a great neighbor. I get it. I appreciate it. You know, really awesome. And, um, and, but here's the other thing. When my dog went across the street and was playing with the other dogs, that was more of a sniffing, feeling each other out, no fighting. So I think there are certain dogs that my dog can't handle, and then there are dogs where my dog is amazing. You know, my accountant came here with this little fucking, you know, whatever, Maltese poodle, whatever the fuck this thing was. This thing just looked like a, this thing just looked like a, like a, like putting a fur coat on a football this thing looked like with legs that was fast and it had ears you know and um and and it was just fine it was like she was like she was schooling lloyd running around with lloyd and making lloyd kind of so you know i don't know I, I it was more of like um like i'll lead the way you nut job just calm down you know it was one of those things where um you know everything else with the, everything else with these other dogs are okay, but there are certain dogs where he just will not let up. He shows his teeth and he wants to fight, and apparently that's the case with the dog next door. But that's how cool my neighbor is. That he was just like he told me about it. He's like, yeah, and he had to kick him and stuff. And like, you're not gonna do that if you're not a good person, you know. He was just totally cool about it. And he's like, and, and he like repeated like four times, "I'm coming here as a friend." That's that's a neighbor that you want. And I, it sucks because they had their house on the market, and I don't want them to move. But uh, so that is the follow up to the Lloyd fighting with the dog when I'm away, of course. Story, um, you know. And I, like, God forbid, too, like, you know, what, like, I don't want a big fight, like, because if my neighbor wasn't cool, he could have called the fucking whatever it is, the dog police. Do they really show up in a, in a, in a truck with like a net, like, they, like in the cartoons? Remember Tom and Jerry? It was like a guy in like a UPS outfit, but obviously not UPS, and he would get out and just like run around the city with like a big net. Um, now it's probably a tased. Oh my God. By the way, I was watching tased people getting tased videos and it's one of my favorite things, but it always happens in a fucking fast food restaurant. Again, no shirt on screaming. Don't fuck with me. And then getting tased. One of the funniest videos, (laughs) one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. I'm not even joking. It is so fucking funny. You guys have to watch it, okay? There's a video of a guy getting pulled over. He's in the driver's seat, okay? He, a cop starts walking to his to the driver's side door. He opens the door and starts running on his front lawn. He's got nothing on but like tidy whities a shirt. He has like a, a, a crown on his head, a king's crown on his head. And as he's running... <laughs> he's sipping a beer and he gets out of the car and you see the cop go to grab his gun because he didn't expect it and the guy just sips his beer and the guy just takes out a taser and hits him and his body goes limp instantly and he just falls down like a mannequin that tipped over and it is so funny it is hilarious um 
yeah, you guys have like it. It is, but all those taser things are just in in a fast food place with somebody screaming, "Don't fuck with me! You want some? You want some?" And it's like you think you're really tough. You're talking to a guy who's wearing a paper hat selling burgers at at White Castle. And you're going, you fuck, you're going to fuck with me. You're going to fuck with my order. It's like, are you that? Like, that's why it, it's ridiculous. But yeah, th- those are really funny videos. Um, all right, guys, let's get into sports. We're already 45 minutes into. This is TVE episode uh, uh, 350, guys, 350. Thank you so much for listening. I love the Verzi Effect listeners. Come out to a show. Hit me up if you're coming out to a show. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon, and I will try hooking you up with tickets to a free show. Okay, $3 a month. So if you come to a show, boom, done. You get your money back and then some probably for the year, more than that, more than a year. All right. Um, The New York Yankees played the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday in the home opener and the highly anticipated John Carlos Stanton signing. And what does he do at his first at bat? He hits one of the deepest home runs in that stadium. (laughs) <laughs> then what does he do in the ninth inning? His first at bat as a Yankee, he puts one in the second deck. His his last at bat as a Yankee, he puts one maybe even further. And, oh, he also hit a double. The guy hit two home runs and a double in his Yankee debut. Only seven Yankees in history have done that. Think about that. He's the seventh Yankee in history to hit two home runs on opening day. Aaron Judge had a double and I think another hit. They looked really good. We won. What did we win? Six or seven to one. Um, it's it should be a good year as the Yanks. You know, for the Yanks, that's that's uh, that was a really promising. And shout out to uh, comedian Alex Pavone from Toronto. Me and Alex are going to do a ten dollar a game all year every time the Yankees play the Blue Jays, and I am already up ten, Alex. So there you go, buddy. You better hope uh, you better hope you break even today or twenty. But I think uh, we also had a bet with the Knicks and Raptors for twenty bucks. I won the first game and he won the second game, so that was even. But uh, yeah, and um, what else? Got a movie, guys. Last night I got the movie, the animated movie, which was nominated for an Oscar. And my neighbor, shout out to Ferris Webby. That's right, Ferris Webby of Blue Sky worked on the movie Ferdinand. He also worked on all of those animated movies on Blue Sky, uh, How to Train Your Dragon and all that. Great guy, great animator, and, um, you know, he worked on the Peanuts movie for the, uh, what is it, Charlie Brown. And um, so last night I had the kids. Stacy was uh, doing something for work, an event for work, and she wasn't getting home till like 10, 11 at night. So we got, and the kids are on vacation now, spring break. So we got Ferdinand, and I got to tell you, uh, kept me in the whole time. The only thing, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous to you people, and I know you're going to be like, Paul, are you serious? And yes, I am serious. The only thing, the only thing about animated movies I can't stand, and I know this sounds ridiculous, so bear with me because it happened in a pet's life too, uh, or a pet store, the whatever, the one with um, Louis C.K. as the fucking dog. Um... When the animals drive a car, (laughs) I know it's animated and you're like, Paul, are you serious? The animals are talking and the animals can sing and dance, but it's just like when like the, the fish is trying to steer a car or when like a hedgehog is pushing the pedal and the other animals, I don't know why I just, 
I like realistic shit so much that even when I'm watching an animated movie, I literally said, I go, they can't drive a car. And my wife just looks at me like, Paul, yeah, I know they can't drive a car. Uh, also a, you know, 300 pound bull can't dance on one leg and do a hip hop dance. But that didn't bother you. I don't know. It's the, it's the weirdest. I don't know if it's my OCD, but I'm just like, come on, man. There's nothing. What are they going to do? Get on the high? And then they were like sitting in traffic. There was like five bulls in a truck. And these hedgehogs were driving the car, and then they're all sitting in traffic, and the horns are hanging out. And I'm like, that could never be. Uh, and I know it is completely and absolutely, utterly ridiculous, guys. I totally understand that. But do you ever watch something? And uh, I remember, I don't know if I ever said this on the show. If I did, I apologize. But my dad, my dad took me and my brother to see Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Um, now I got to see when that movie came out. But my, my, my dad, like, he didn't like little kid stuff. And my dad always talked to me and my brother like we were older. You know, it was almost bizarre. But, like, I'd be, like, six. And he'd be like, see, the problem with whores, and I would just be like, what? The f-? You know, um, but uh, <laughs> we're watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're in the movies in, in Yonkers. We used to go to the movies on Sundays and stuff. And it came out in 1988. Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out in 1988. So uh, I remember the first scene where, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Roger Rabbit. He knew what he was getting into at Roger Rabbit and he hated it. He just kept sucking his teeth, like pointing at the thing going, this is ridiculous. You know, like the mix of cartoon and real life. But um, Sylvester, no, not Sylvester Stallone. I'm sorry, guys. I'm fucking up here. Oh. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie, um, The Last Action Hero. And, <laughs> and in The Last Action Hero, when the cop or one of the cops in it was walking down the stairs or when Schwarzenegger was walking down the stairs and an animated like cartoon character was like, yeah, hey, Jack, looks like you didn't get him this time. And my dad just is like, this stupid shit. And like he totally wanted to take us out, like out of the movie. He hated it. Um, yeah, my dad was a different dude who did not give a shit. Um, like he was just like, yeah, my kids are too smart for this. And it's like, dad, I'm seven. Like I'm watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like my dad literally would visit with us and treat me like I was 20 years old my whole life. And, and then and then when I found like it was always like the youngest I ever was to my dad was 20. You know. And uh, I remember when uh, Clarence Thomas, if you guys remember, Clarence Thomas was <laughs> was going through a trial for sexually harassing, um, what was her name? Anita. Shit, I forgot. But, um, you know, my dad would just be sitting there and be like, yeah, they're trying to fuck this guy over, man. He didn't do, and like all kinds of stuff. And I was just a little kid. I was like, all right, are we going to Playland now? Um, but... Anyway, so yeah, I, I loved Ferdinand. My kids loved it. They were engaged the whole time. They were into it the whole time. So I would definitely say if you did not see Ferdinand, it's on demand now. It gets the Verzi effect approval, except the driving in the car was the one thing that just made me be like, uh, you know, which I completely, I mean, I totally don't even erase that. That's my OCD and my nuttiness. So there's no reason for me to say it, but I'd be lying if I said like, you know, and it wasn't like the bull was smart enough to do it. 
because I think if the bull would have pulled up in the driver's seat, you know, put his hoof on the wheel and used his other hoof, something. I but the fact that it was like the whole which way should I turn, pushing the thing, I don't know. Um, that's happened in Toy Story. It's so funny. I always remember the movies where the animals driving it, and it's always like an asterisk for me. Is it what is it an asterisk? Um. So all right, man. Let's get into uh, what are we, fifty-two minutes? Wow, this one went quick. This one, uh, this one went quick, which is good. It's always good when it goes quick. Um, plugs, guys. I have, um, yeah, the website's going to be up probably Saturday. The new Paul Verzi website. Saturday, or and if it's not uploaded by Saturday and all done by Monday, it will be. But uh, the new um, paulverzi.com website will have all updated stuff. But the big show is, um, the big shows are... Um, what am I doing here? Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I found out I will be on a couple of shows. Let me see. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get the official shows, but the big ones I will be on. I will be on a um, theater show with uh, Sal Vacano, Nate Borgazzi, Gary Veter. Um, that is on the 21st, and on the 20th I will be opening for Bill Burr with Sal Vacano. That is a, of April, guys. Okay, so April 20th and 21st, the Nashville Comedy Festival. Please check that out. I'm trying to see uh, what else. I'm also probably going to be hopping on some other shows uh, in Nashville too. So you got, you guys can uh, check that out. Um, this weekend, I am performing in Chicopee, Mass., but it's kind of like a soft open for their club, um, The Loft, the new club, The Loft in Chicopee, which is going to be opening in April. Okay, and I'm going to be getting a date for that probably in May or June, but I will be out there working this weekend, but like it's kind of like a soft open and it's and then I'm also doing some fundraiser out there. So it's not even something that I, I don't even know. Um, I'll post it when I get more information uh, this week. Well, actually the show's tomorrow, so I'll post it either later today or early tomorrow when I get more information about it. Okay. Um, but that is, uh, I'm going to also post the, the loft when I got that going too. So please, if you're out in that area, come out and, uh, yeah, some more shows, some more things coming out, an announcement on the special coming out real soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, the new podcast and, um, yeah, and there's going to be a new sponsor coming on to the Verzi effect, which I'm excited about. So uh, there you go. And guys, again, everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. If you want extra content, extra stories, extra pictures, anything extra I do, any extra content at all, um, $3 on Patreon. Subscribe to the Verzi Effect. There's um, already in March, there's already five or six of them up there now. Okay, so you can just, for three bucks, you can go and you have access to all that stuff. Um and uh, yeah, and there'll be more. And I'm going to try to do uh, do one or two from Nashville too. So there you have it, guys. Uh, this has been episode 350, Verzi Effect. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I wanted to do a quick turnaround with this. So um, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much. Take care.